What up, y'all? It's your man Ernest, or You Love Ernest, back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. So let's get right into the first topic here. I want to share my thoughts on Ed Reed, what's going on with uh, Bethune Cookman, the HBCU, um, and NFL Hall of Famer slash former head coach of the football program of Bethune Cookman, right? His, uh, can you even call it a tenure? His time? Because I wouldn't call 25 days a tenure. But his time over there as the head coach of said uh, football program at Bethune Cook, Cookman, um, it didn't last long, but um I'm going to just share my thoughts on the the events leading up. Well, not leading up to his him being released uh, or relieved of his duty um, and what went on over there. Just my thoughts on Ed Reed in general um, because of this situation here or in regards to the situation here. So <clears throat> as I take my sip of water, let's get right into it. Ed Reed to me is <clears throat> before I even get into it. So what's going on is he was relieved of his his coaching duties because he was very him and the pretty much the president of the school, um, Bethune Cookman, and just you know all the other heads they couldn't get along. Um, they couldn't come to an agreement, but also. Ed Reed's mouth and actions got him in trouble. Now, someone whose mouth and actions tend to get me in trouble, I know when someone's mouth and actions gets them in trouble. Um, you know, oftentimes it's good trouble, is what I'm saying, right? Uh, most of the time, um, for me at least, it's good trouble, or what I would consider good trouble, right? Um, And one can say that is the same for Ed Reed as well. But the difference between myself and Ed Reed, other than the obvious, the obvious one's a NFL Hall of Famer, one is just a podcast. Well, not just a podcast, but you know, one is a pod, head does a podcast, right? Um, And just other clearly clear differences between us um I would not have taken said job at an HBCU with the intent that I believe Ed Reed took the job in the first place I don't believe Ed Reed took the job over at Bethune Cookman um just because he wanted to Support an HBCU. He wanted to work at an HBCU. He wanted to uplift the men that he would be coaching or just uplift the students in general and just be a positive role model um, for the students there at Bethune-Cookman. I do not think that was his reasoning for why. I believe that Ed Reed saw what not only saw the the praise Dion got for his time spent at the at JSU, 
Um, that's something I talked about as well. And just Dion's departure from there. If you want to know my thoughts on that, um, that was <laughs> a few episodes ago or so. Um, one of the last few episodes of last year. So just go search for that. I don't remember the title. I do. I, I got I got a lot of things to do, but, you know, uh, it's up there. It's I did speak on it recently. Right. Uh, not recently as in this year, but recently as in, like I said, the end of last year or toward the end of of of, of last year. So um, I believe Ed Reed saw the praise and and, and all that that um, Deion Sanders got. And he wanted to you know, aggrandize himself as well as just this savior of an HBCU or just the savior in general uh, for, you know, black folks um, at this HBCU. I also believe another reason as to why he took the job, which is similar-ish to Dion's actions, um, was he wanted to get notice from a PWI that was going to promise, because remember, Deion Sanders was promised that he would get paid, you know, however much he, he, he would be paid. And then it was discovered like a day or two later after it was announced that he was leaving. Oh, yeah, we don't really have the money yet to pay this man that we said we were going to pay. Him, right. But anyways. I believe that Ed Reed saw that as well. Not he, he didn't see the old fake promise thing and he probably doesn't care, right? It's it's a white man claiming that he was gonna pay him a lot more money and I believe that is the route that he wanted to go was he wanted to get notice, right, from a PWI that's gonna reach out and say, Okay, this famous uh former football, pro football player, um, is at this HBCU. Um, we don't want, again, just the same thing with, with, with Dion's situation. We don't, we don't want the top athletes to go to HBCUs. So therefore we will dangle this carrot in front of this man's face and give him a promise of, <clears throat> you know, more carrots <laughs> if he comes to our school. I believe that's what Ed Reed wanted to do. Uh, that was the, the the point as well. And why I believe Ed Reed's heart wasn't in, in this situation is because I look at people's actions and I really, I, I judge people. I judge people based on their actions, right? Uh, shocker, right? I don't know if, who does that. I look at people's actions and I don't mean the actions of whatever they're doing on the outside. I mean, like, I really look deep into their actions and see what they're doing. And then I make a just an opinion at the end of the day, because that's what this is. But I just make an opinion or a guest or or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, one can say a, an assumption and inference. I would just say an opinion. Um, if 
put guess the very lightly, but I just make an opinion on whether I deem this individual's actions to be genuine based on oh their their where their heart is or where they claim their their heart is. If that is genuine <clears throat> based on what I'm seeing. And it's gonna sound crazy to y'all, but how you how how I feel on the inside, right? Now I wouldn't quite call what I believe about <clears throat> about uh, Ed Reed intuition, but intuition is real. But intuition is not the only gut feeling or just the only feeling that one could get when they look at a situation. <clears throat> look at a situation. <clears throat> feelings as well and these feelings are probably not feelings that I could come up with definitions for or define or whatever nor do I want to take up all the time trying to come up with a name for these feelings but just something when I see Ed Reed when I looked at this situation and looked at his actions looked at what he was doing nothing about what he was doing screamed genuine at least with Dion, to me, the time he spent there, I felt like, you know, there was, there there were, you know, I, I believe G- Dion did have some, some genuine, uh, you know, care for the position he was in, right? Uh, you know, I, I didn't think that Dion's initial thought was go to an HBCU, get noticed by PWI, get more money, leave, right? He did make it clear that he was not going to stay there for longer than, you know, two years or, you know, however long he he told himself he was going to stay. He did say he wanted to implement things and changes and all this stuff. And this is stuff Ed Reed is claiming that he wants to do as well. The, what's going on over there at Bethune Cookman? I credit more so to the students actually now being more vocal because of the attention Ed Reed, the attention-seeking behavior that he wanted to put on himself. He ended up that attention ended up going to the school, and because of that, it gave students and just others who wanted to speak out against the conditions over there at Bethune-Cookman. It gave them a, a, a spotlight, and I'm grateful for that. Um, and let's, and I know it's been, you know, almost 11 minutes in. Let me say right now, um, just because I don't side with Ed Reed's actions, action-wise, just because I don't think that he um, is, you know the right messenger does not mean that I'm not going to be for the students or for uh, what what they're trying to do with the school. The school is in a horrible condition, right? There's mold. There's just, just, it's, it's not a safe place for students to not just live on campus, but to, to actually visit there. Cause you go there, even if you're going there for, 
four or five, six hours of the day. You can't bring that stuff in on a daily or multiple times a day or even a day and and, and think things are just going to be all right. Like, I understand the issues that Ed Reed claims he has with the school. But another reason as to why, other than his actions and other than the motives that I think he truly has, I think it's highly dumb of anybody to go to a, to, to get an offer or, or, or apply to work somewhere, whether that be a college, university, or anywhere, right? You applied for this job. And you don't know the conditions of the job. Like the, I don't mean the conditions of the job as in what you what you have to do. I mean literally the physical look of like the work conditions. Are they bad? Are they? If you're working at you know a warehouse, <clears throat> are the fire hydrants not supposed to, aren't where they're supposed to be? Is there faulty wiring in places? Is there wires just laying around all about? where in areas where there's either water or just areas where wires should not just be laying all about, right? Are there machines that are looking dusty and rusty and all that other stuff, right? Anywhere, this could be a warehouse, a college campus, wherever, right? You apply to this place, right? And likely, most likely since things open up now, this is not 2020. So interviews are happening in person now. Whether they're masked interviews or not, they're still happening in person. With that being said, you went to this interview. You saw what the school looked like. You knew about the school prior to you either applying or prior to them reaching out to you, whatever the case was. You have had, Ed Reed had... He should have known what what he was getting into, literally what building he was getting into, right? And what it looked like and all the other stuff, right? He knew all of this, and yet he still said yes. He knew all of this and still said yeah. Just to, once he got the job, go on Instagram Live and clout chase like a fucking teenager or uh, uh, Gen Z and, and adults, even millennials do that. It's not just a jab at Gen Z, but you know. He decided to do that, put the school on blast. He did it a couple times on other lives. I, I believe they were saying he was on Clubhouse talking reckless about the school as well. And to me, it felt more so of, again, a jab at not just Bethune-Cookman, but HBCUs in general. How, oh, this is why we don't want to work at these places because they're so unprofessional. Oh, these places trash. They suck. You can't work here. Oh my God, I don't deserve this. I'm a blah, blah, blah. I'm a Hall of Famer. Why should I? Y'all should be grateful to have me. And why the hell is this place like? That's what it came off as. He kept doing this. He kept poking the bear. And then eventually... The, again, the president and and just the board in general decided, yeah, you know what? You can't work here anymore. 
25 days in, right? You can't work here anymore. What you're doing is not cool, right? Now, as much of a proponent of talking your shit <laughs> about your job as I am, I say that and I do that with the understanding that if my job ever, ever were to, whatever job I was working at at the time, right? Uh, the place I work at now, it's it's not perfect, but it's not worthy enough for me to get online and make lives or make tweets about it, right? Or get in chat rooms and make, you know, get in spaces and make spaces about it, right? Ranting about it, or even make podcast episodes about it, right? But if I hated this job as I've hated jobs I've had in the past, when I did talk shit, because I'm not saying I never did what Ed Reed did or anybody else, I've, I've talked shit about plenty of jobs I used to work for. Difference was, I went in there with the under, I did those things with the understanding that if someone from the job, and this is why I don't be friend people in the work, but well, that's one reason. But if someone from the job saw what I was, what, what I was saying, and then they ended up ratting me out, or someone from the job, period, somehow found me on social media. And then they're like, we don't like these tweets you've been saying about us. We're going to let you go. I'm not going to now act as if though I'm going to be shocked or I'm upset that the job that I was talking hella shit about fired me for talking hella shit about them and putting them on blast. Ed Reed, you a grown ass man. Ed Reed should have known better. He did all that shit talking and then now the job is and now the school is like well since you don't want to be here so much how about you pack your things and you can go and now he he was on oh wait i ain't going nowhere and no how dare you how dare you try to silence me how dare you try to let me go i'm, I'm here for the students I- you was just talking about how much this place didn't deserve you pretty much Your whole goal in there was to shit on an HBCU. Shit on HBCUs in general, but to publicly shit on an HBCU so some white man can see that from a PWI and says, you know what? Let's get him over here. That was Ed Reed's initial goal. But like I said, the attention that he brought on himself or he wanted to bring on himself ended up shining a light on the various voices at Bethune Cookman that needed to be heard whether that was the football team whether that be students in other programs or just students in general and now because his initial plan or what I believe his initial plan was did not pan out the way that he wanted it to. Now he wants to make himself as, again, a martyr, a hero. He's still giving himself the hero complex. He still went in there with the aspect of, I'm going to be, these, these this black school is going to be so happy to have me, just like how JSU was so happy to have Dion. These fools are just going to worship the ground that I walk on. They're going to beg me to stay. They might end up trying to pay me more money bankrupt themselves trying to pay me more money than the white PWI that I'm trying to get into, you know, uh, that I'm really trying to get, you know, higher notice from, right? 
because that plan, that aspect did not pan out the way it is. Now he wanted to make himself this martyr of, I'm not going anywhere. I'm fighting for these people. I'm fighting for these students. Man, please. I see right through it. And that's what it all boils down to, really, as to why I don't truly believe Ed Reed's heart is in it, because I see right through the stuff. And again, that might be something that you cannot relate to. And that is, I won't say that's fine, but that's you. I'm going to just put it that way. That's you. You can't see through people, but I can. And I'm looking right at Ed Reed, and I say, yeah, all this boistering and, and, and hollering and all this other stuff, yeah, I see right through it, dude. Like, you're really, really not, you know, you're, one, you're not Dion. You're not Deion Sanders. You wasn't even Deion Sanders when y'all played. Stop it. That's number one. Number two, that, 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 uh, just, just everything that you're searching for, bro. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. You know, I am happy that his ways ended up getting shining a light on uh, actual genuine voices that deserve to be heard. The actual students there, you know, people who actually want to see the school do better because they're obviously there for a reason other than to get their education, get their degree. They could have they could have easily left as well. I can't I'm not going to say all of them. Because you can't just up and, uh, you know, maybe some of them can only afford, they can't just afford to transfer to another uh, college or university. I get that. But the ones who can and obviously stayed, stayed because they want better for Bethune-Cookman. And, the, and these genuine voices and the ones that I've seen, I haven't seen people, I've seen people just as loud as Ed Reed. The only difference is I can see that they were really genuine in their approach. I've seen people that weren't just as loud as him and I can see that they were still genuine in their approach. Ed Reed is not that. And it has zero to do with the yelling and hollering on IG lives and everything. It has everything to do with his intention. See, once you start to notice people's intentions rather than their outer appearance, then you will understand what I'm saying. Those who do see stuff like that, you know what I'm saying. You know exactly what I'm saying. But if you don't, all this just sounds like hating to you. All this just sounds like shit talking or someone just trying to, you know, go viral for being against the grain or someone just whatever thoughts that you believe this is that is further from the truth it sounds like that to you because you can't see through people's intentions well you can't see through people's outer appearance is what I mean But that's not my fault. That's not anybody else's fault who can see past an outer appearance, right? That's really up for you to to learn how to do, right? And honestly, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I can give you pointers on doing so. Maybe I was blessed with that talent. Or maybe it was something that I worked at doing so much 
in the background that I didn't necessarily think about how I was, how to become an individual who reads people so well. And it just so happened. I don't know. It it, it might be something I got to sit and ponder with, but I don't want to spend too much time on this topic here. Um, I said what I pretty much had to say. Ed Reed, he's not genuine in this situation, and I don't. I'm not gonna just ride his coattail because he's a fellow black man or whatever the case is. Uh, and one can say, well, can't you just look past all of that and see that he brought, you know, attention to a very serious issue that was going on within the school and all that stuff. Like I said, I'm thankful for his childish uh, ramblings that it brought light to actual people who, who, and gave a platform and attention to actual people who deserved it. The students, because of that, they were able to protest, um, and get protests covered and stuff. Um, even if it wasn't major news, anything, it was still at least on social media. The president actually sat down with football players and just, I believe, other students as well uh, to discuss things. Now, how that stuff shapes out, <clears throat> I would love more information on that. So that's something I would have to dig and look look into. But I'm happy for the genuine folks that really care about the advancement of this school. Not people that just wanted to uh, go there so they can get a leg up in their own personal career. And like I said, I see right through that crap. Anyway, that is the first topic. We still got more to talk about, so uh, stay tuned. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Alright, recorded on this damn app gets weirder and weirder every week. But anyways, we are here. And next topic, I'm just going to give my... I'm going to preface this right now. This is my uneducated, uneconomist, non-economist, I should say, viewpoint on America's debt ceiling. I may not be an economist, no, but what I do know is common fucking sense. What I do know is stupidity and hypocrisy when I see it. And that is the American way, but also it's very infuriating, to be honest with you, um, when I see America act this way. You know, Um, when I see America... When I say America, I mean, I more so mean the government, but don't get it twisted. America wants people to be just as foolish and dumb and irresponsible. Let me put it this way. Very irresponsible financially. Then they want 
you know, themselves to be, right? The only difference, and this is a major difference, is we as Americans, we are punished, but also encouraged to be financially irresponsible. The government in general, the American government in general, is not punished and they're actually awarded for financial irresponsibility. Even if that uh, reward is simply them saying, oh, let the future generation take care of it. We have trillion dollar debt that we cannot pay back. Let, Let the future handle it. Right now, let's just keep raising the debt ceiling and saying that we'll pay it back and have zero intention of paying it back. You know, for those who want a simpler explanation of what's going on with the whole debt ceiling, America's in debt, as you as you might know or might not know of, right? America is in debt and has been in debt for some time now, right? Every time they get the chance, they raise the debt ceiling. Recently was their chance to, you know, either cap it and say, you know what? No more spending money that we don't have or let's continue spending money that we don't have and also have zero intent uh, intent of paying it back. Or at least the people who are in live and and, and who are live right now and in charge of making said decisions on all of that have zero intention of doing anything about it right now. They don't really care about the future, though. They're, I believe their only thought about the future is they hope that future folks continue on their, the cycle and if they get hurt, if they as in they and we, we get hurt by it, so be it. Right? It's like if you have a credit card, right? Everyone who has a credit card, you have a certain balance, a certain number of, you know, dollars you can pay. I mean, you can use per month, right? Or however often you want to use your card. Let's just say your balance is $500, right? You're just starting off and everything. The credit card company's like, I, right, we don't let you get the card, but we only give you 500 you know, for now. Right. Until you show that you are more responsible uh, to handle more money. Right. So they say is the reason why they give people more money. But anyways, um, you start off with 500. And you end up paying more than 500 dollars, you end up paying a thousand dollars, you end up using a thousand dollars. Right. Instead of your your company, uh, your creditor, no creditor is going to do this because, again, like I was saying, America can get America uh, government, America, the government can get away with it. But America, the people cannot get away with it. But anyways, you spend more than five hundred dollars and you say to your credit card uh, company. Uh, I'm going to pay it back. You know, just let me use this, continue using this card, right? And whatever I accumulate, you know, all this money that I accumulate, I'm going to pay it back. And they're like, okay, fine. Keep using it. 
All right. We're not going to, you know, we're going to charge you interest and all that stuff, but keep using it. And you're like, okay, fine. I'll pay the interest and everything. Just let me keep using the car. They're like, cool. You do it again, right? You, you go, you use the card for more than the money that you're allotted on said car, right? You go to your creditor again. Ah, I'm gonna pay you back, man. I, I'm gonna keep paying y'all. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and they allow you to use the car, right? And that's a constant cycle. Another uh, uh, super simple, at least to me, example is for the drinkers out there. You go to a bar, right? You can either pay for your drink there, or if I guess if you're a regular at said bar, you can say, put it on my tag, right? So you go to a bar, you're a regular at this bar. Think of any bar you want, whatever the case is. You go to this bar, you're a regular there. You get drinks, but you never pay. You keep telling the bartender to put it on my tab. So you keep telling them to put it on your tab and the bartender foolishly keeps saying, yeah, okay, fine. You go there the next week, say the same thing. You go there the next week, the next year, the next month, the next day even, and say, put it on my tab. And the bartender keeps allowing you to accrue this much debt that you have. You've now spent over, let's just say, trillions of dollars that you owe to this damn bar. And yet they, the bartender keeps saying, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Have another drink. I'll just put it on your tab. And you have zero intention on paying off that credit card bill that you, you, um, paying off that credit card debt that you accrued that bar tab that you accrued any other debt that you have you have zero intention of doing so you in fact you say there's somebody else that's going to take care of that in the future when i die if they ever do so and if not put it on their tag but you know this stuff like i said it's infuriating because this country, like I said, is they encourage financial irresponsibility, not just by looking at their actions, but they will purposely try to. I, I got a message the other day. I was on, on Experian and I got two credit cards, one, right? One that I constantly use. And the first one, I'm still paying off debt from that. I'm still trying to, you know, I'm paying that stuff down. So I haven't been using that card. They sent me a message like, yo, you're doing good on it. You, this one card that you have, but your credit is not going up as much as it probably would be because you're not using this other card. The reason why I'm not using the other card is not because you know, I just, just not using it, <laughs> you know, it's because if I owe money for that card, I don't want to continue using it so I can, could, I'm not a put it on my tab ass nigga, right? I'm a, if I owe some money, somebody money, I want to pay them back. I want to pay this credit card down. But America in this whole scam system wants you to they encourage you to get in more debt 
while also punishing you for getting dead in the first place or getting more dead. And again, this is for the people. They don't do that to themselves. And the comments that I've heard from people, you know, about this situation, um, no one said these things to me, but I've heard in other convers people detail in other conversations they've had either with neighbors or whoever. It just seems like the American people are just, I mean, it didn't take this situation for me to believe or to know that the American people are absolutely insanely dumb, but it just seemed like the consensus that these folks have is, well, they're the government. They can do that. They're the government. They can get away with that. Would you? And I'm going to ask this question because someone uh, that I subscribe to asked the same question. Would you give that dumb advice to your own children? Would you tell your child to get a credit card spend as much money as they want it on it, even go past the balance and have zero intention of paying it back and continue using said car. Would you tell your child who is old enough to drink, of course, to go to bars and drink as much as they want and have zero intention of, of paying back the money that they owe for the drinks that they've had? This whole we hold each other to a higher standard than the people in charge of making sure that this circle, this system is supposed to work the way that they claim it's supposed to work, right? You pay back what you owe and you avoid debt. <laughs> you know? That's what they say the system is supposed to do or how it's supposed to work. I'm not buying an idea. I'm not going to settle with, well, they're the government. They can do what they want. Because y'all wasn't saying that shit about abortions. The gun. Certain, certain states said, hey, we're making it illegal. One could, and I was, I was one that was vocally like, yeah, I don't, I don't really feel this, but you know what? That's that state. And I get it. There are certain instances, but certain states, not the entire government, the vast majority of this country still is pro-abortion. That whole outcry was Just an attempt to get votes and for Netsia by the Democrats. Let's not get it twisted. You know, it's but it just really, it, it, like I said, it, it 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 makes me feel a way. You know that this country has some fucking nerve to be how they are toward its own people when it comes to the debt a lot of the debt that can easily be wiped away via free education free healthcare now again credit card debt is something that's a 
that's a personal choice. And I'm not going to say, say, oh, we, if we are going to do it, Nina, Nina Turner and, uh, and, you know, just people in general, but let's get rid of the credit or let's get rid of credit. Let's get credit card is, you know, and I understand because America has survived at a point. I believe credit was created in the 80s or so, 80s and 90s or so. Either or, America has been around longer than credit itself. In fact, I believe America is the only nation in the world that created a whole credit system, right? And even if I didn't have credit card debt, I wouldn't. I would still have this stance. I think it's absolutely fucking stupid. I got student loan debt as well. I think it's absolutely stupid. Once again, for any nation, any government, but I can only speak about the American government. And in fact, this is what they're doing. So it makes sense to speak about them. It makes zero sense for them to have these standards of what it means to be an American and not even live up to their own standards. And I'm not even just talking about this when it comes to, I only bring it up in this situation because I really wanted to talk about the whole debt ceiling thing. But there's a lot of things that America, <clears throat> America exposes its own hypocrisy. And it's, it's a lot of obvious shit too that I've been talking about on this podcast. But it's there. And the whole debt ceiling thing is not one that I've, I don't think I've ever talked about prior to this topic here. And I just wanted to share my thoughts on it um, and just say that it's, it's, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the, the actions that America has, you know, even if, if, you know, has been doing with the whole situation. It's the irresponsibility and it's also just the mindset. And I think more it's more so, even though irresponsibility is a bad thing, but it's more so the second mindset that uh, inferior, infuriates me the most is we don't have to worry about it. The people, like I said, the people in charge, a lot of them are old. And once they croak, they're of the mindset the, of whoever comes after me, it's their job. I'm going to enjoy all this reckless spending and not have to worry about a damn thing afterward. Because a lot of these people don't even believe and they, they claim to be Christians. They claim to be, you know, like your man JB, they claim to be Christians, but they don't believe in an afterlife. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in, you know, just atonement for whatever they don't believe in none of that stuff they'll say that they do though but it's really just that mindset of well we don't have to worry about it because once I die I don't gotta worry about paying off debt that I owe let someone else handle that that's the stuff that really infuriates me it's not the only thing of course I'm not a fan of hypocrisy y'all know that I know I don't like hypocrisy and I know we're, we're all hypocritical to some extent, but I'm talking about that real, just downright disrespectful, just blatant hypocrisy. I don't like, 
that I'm going to punish you for doing something that I do type of hypocrisy. Yeah, I don't like that. So that's my thoughts on that situation. Again, this is not coming from an economic standpoint. If anyone in the economist wants to chime in on it, I mean, I'll listen to what you got to say, but I'm coming from, I'm speaking from a moralistic standpoint. Take economics out of this moralistically. And I'm going to ask you the same question that shout out to George from uh, Cryptos RS asked his neighbor. If this was your kid doing what America does when it, in regards to the debt ceiling, behaving that way. If this was your child with their credit card, with their bar tab, with whatever, right? They went to their corner store and kept promising to pay for the things that they they went there to, to buy in quotation marks, but never paid back. Would you allow that? Or would you have this, well, it's the American government. They can do what they want. Be careful for what you wish for, man. I've been saying this. That's a that's been a recurring theme on this podcast. Be careful for what you wish for, because a lot of y'all always say, oh, "The American government can do this, right? This can happen," and then when it does happen, egg on your face, egg on your face, or you're looking for my people like myself to now fight your battle for you. Yeah. We got one more topic, so uh, you're going to get into another commercial break, and then we'll get into that topic. Stay tuned. So what's up, y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about a dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents podcast. That is the word My Two Cents is spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two podcast right after that you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast once again go over subscribe to the my two cents podcast new episodes every monday just like this podcast now let's get back to the show So we are here and talking about the last topic here. And I believe I talked about this before on this very podcast. I'm revisiting this topic here uh, because my mind has shifted just a bit. And also, I don't really remember. <laughs> I don't really remember. 
uh, much of what I said the first time I talked about this, but I am sure that I did cover this very topic here on the podcast. The topic being, should men approach women, right? Um, Not how we should approach women, um, but should we do it in the first place, right? Nowadays. Now, the reason as to why I bring this up is because um, of the string of videos that we've been seeing. Um, Unfortunately, we've been seeing uh, that go viral on TikTok of men who either approach a woman at a gym because he wants to help her out with a weight or some sort um, or a man who we're not even going to talk about the guys who clearly aren't approaching a woman right who clearly just do a glance who aren't necessarily being the creep the gym creep that uh, these women are trying to you know expose and go viral for right um, you know I'm talking about the, the men who actually do approach these women whether that be for a romantic reason or not, or, you know, hopes of a romantic reason or sexual reason or not, to create a connection there or not, pretty much, right? Whatever that connection may be. My mindset, like I said, when I first talked about it, I believe I was pretty much like, if you're going to allow this, these women to scare you from being a man and, and, and all this other shit that you really ain't no man. I, I, I believe that's the stance that I took and that's why I want to revisit this conversation because um, what I, from what I do remember what I said the last time, there were just certain things that I did not like that I said um, that I don't necessarily agree with uh, from what I said. Um, and even at the time, um, I don't believe that I agreed 100% with what I was saying, but for some reason, I still continued saying it. Um, that happens, you know? Um, this is me, which whoever is listening right now, this is me obviously saying uh, I was wrong and I disagree. But I made it I made it clear. I made it clear in the past before that I, I disagree with myself a lot, oftentimes. Um, there are a lot of times I listen back at episodes or, you know, this podcast, I listen back at episodes, watch old two YouTube videos, read old things that I've written and say, yeah, uh, ooh, I shouldn't have said it that way. Or I totally disagree or I disagree to some extent as to how I feel about uh, whatever. Right. This is one of those many examples that <laughs> that has happened in my life and that will probably continue to happen. The more that I grow, the more that I do this podcast, the more that I be vocal about my opinion on things. Now, where I differ from the last time I spoke about this is I think that we should give women what they want. Um, And if these women are saying, you know what? With their actions, of course, because they don't really mean this. But this is if they want to play these head games, let's let's go along with it. If they're saying, you know what? I don't want a man to approach me at all, period. Right. Whether he wants to befriend me, wants to get in a relationship with me or he just wants to fuck. I don't want him to approach me. 
right? And again, these are just head games because it's not really what they want. But I, if they're saying that with their little childish actions, let's play the game and, and give them what they want, fellas. Don't approach them. Don't do it. Don't don't acknowledge them at anything. Don't do it. And if you are going to acknowledge them, and when I say don't acknowledge them, don't stare. Don't look. If you're going to do it, make sure they're not looking so they know. <laughs> make sure there's no cameras around too. But nah. Do it and move on. Because, unfortunately, you have women who want to behave in this manner. This weird childish manner where any type of attention, especially if it's from a male, it's automatically I'm going to put him on blast for wanting me. It's automatically assumption that the man even wants you in any capacity, whether that be platonic, uh, romantically, or sexually, right? That's the automatic assumption. And he's a creep for wanting any of all of that, right? So let them be. Let them be. You see them struggling at the gym. (sighs) Hate to say it. Let them struggle. You see them just out and about. Let them be. This is the environment that they've created. They don't want men to approach them. Don't do it. As I touched upon last week, we're getting into a society or we've been in a society where it's all about what a woman wants, right? Not what a man wants. And then they say, oh, but y'all created these rules. And then when men say, okay, let's change this rule. So both men and women's uh, wants and needs are being valued and not just women. It's no, you can't do that. So you know what? Let's let them <laughs> let's let them have their way. I say this with 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 sarcasm and a bit of seriousness as well. How I'm approaching this situation as uh, in regards of just the 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 female gender, right? The opposite sex <laughs> as the term is. Um I'm just doing me. How I'm finding a potential partner is I'm working on myself to be the best man possible. I'm getting my money up. I'm getting the life that I want and envision for myself. I'm getting myself together. Spiritually, mentally, physically, economically, I am getting myself together. Because it seems like women, if they don't want to be approached, they're going to approach you. Or they're just going to sit on the sidelines as they've been doing it. How come guys don't approach me? That's the that's the environment that you want you created. And like I said, they don't really want that, but they don't want to admit that they're playing stupid head games. And it's going to be childish and a waste of your damn time to 
try to get them to the, get them to the even admit that that's the type of games they're playing. So let them do them. Give them what they want. If they, if you say that you want that, via your dumbass actions, I'm gonna give you what you want. I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna leave you alone. I'm gonna work on me. Cause from that mentality, and this is the serious side, but from that mentality. I am not distracted by someone who clear isn't clearly isn't mature enough to even articulate what they want. Clearly thinks playing these types of games is some some form of it's 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 cool in general. I'm not distracted by someone like that. I'm not, you know, being stressed by having someone like that in my life. I'm working on myself. I'm achieving things. I'm getting things done. I'm working, again, working on myself, which is important. It's so nice you had to say it twice, (laughs) but no, it's important. Um, You know, I'm looking at it from that angle. There are going to be women who notice you are doing that. Notice you're on your shit. Real women. And they're going to see a man do that. And they're not going to be with these head games. They're going to say, I got to get on my shit. Or I got to get this man before somebody scoops him up. And when I say that, I don't simply just mean allow the women to now go and approach the men. Because if that happens, it happens. But... What I'm saying is these women are going to see that and they're either going to take that approach and actually approach you with whatever they want, you know, whether that be platonic or, or you know, some some else. Or they're not going to play these stupid games of I want you, but I'm going to say I that I don't. I want your attention, but I'm not going to I'm going to act like I don't. They're going to open themselves up. They're going to make it clear. Listen, I want you. <laughs> and I want you to want me. <laughs> so I'm not going to put up some stupid ass wall and pretend that I don't want you to want me. <laughs> but nah, seriously, they're not going to do stupid shit like that. They're going to let it be known. Listen. If you come over here and you, whatever you want to, to, to go down, it's going to go down. I'm not going to act like it's, no, it's going to happen because I want it to happen. And I'm not going to act like I don't want it to happen. You know? And that's, and that's how I'm moving. That's how I'm moving. And that's how I believe, you know, things are going to happen for me as far as, you know, getting into a relationship or whatever, right? It might be a situation where I luck up and I do approach a woman, whether it be in a gym or elsewhere, and she doesn't try to put me on blast on TikTok. But right now, I ain't taking that chance, especially at a gym. And in any way, people know, or at least the people that I go to the gym with, um, or the people that see me at the gym, whether they know me or not, I'm there to do business, business as in my workouts. I'm there to do my workouts. I'm there to leave. You know, I don't mind talking to people. I don't mind connecting with folks if that is the case. But I didn't go to the gym for all of that. You know, 
I'm not looking. There's a bunch of fine ass women at the Planet Fitness I go to. Thick as fuck. You know, these black queens, you know, man, I'm just, I'm just glad to see more black women in the gym. But, you know, there's a lot of fine-ass women in these gyms, right? My eyes don't lie just because I'm focused on my workout, but it's not focused 100% on them. If I look up because I'm done with a set or I'm going to clean up the seat or whatever, I'm walking somewhere and I walk past one or, you know, almost bump into one. Yeah, I'm going to acknowledge her, 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 her beauty, her greatness, but right now, I don't feel like being, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> put on blast on TikTok. So therefore, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna approach, you know, a woman unless she again makes it clear. And you would know, guys. You guys, we know when a woman is making it clear, even if she doesn't say it verbally, right? Or at least most of us know, because a lot of guys are fucking stupid. Well, I won't even say most. Some of us know. I mean, it's stupid. Some of us know when a woman is making it clear that, that she wants us to make the move, right? Not the ones who, you know, because again, a lot of men are stupid. Who be like, well, she looked at me. She probably was looking at the clock behind you or looking at the guy behind you. Or she simply just looked at you because she was daydreaming. You know, she, I don't know. She just... You stank, nigga. <laughs> like, the, the, your whiff walked by. Well, once you walked by, she got a whiff of you. And she looked and was like, damn, this nigga stank. It could be a number of reasons. It could not be. You could probably smell good. Damn, this dude smell good. Right? But if that's it, that's it. She just wanted to acknowledge your scent. Or just whatever. Maybe you have some ugly ass shoes on. Maybe you got a nice shirt on. Maybe your haircut looking crazy or nice. Who? That does not necessarily mean that she wants you. Acknowledging like, it's the same thing. It's like if you acknowledge, okay, this woman got a nice shape. You don't have to want every woman with a nice shape, by the way. You know? Some of them could be trash. You never know that. You can't You can't say, oh, she, she must have a big heart because she got a big butt. I wish that was the case for all the big booty women out there. But trust me, that's not. (laughs) That's not. It's not the case. Um, You know? So, my thing is, just to to get back on topic, I kind of, I feel like I went all over the place. Should men approach women nowadays? Not in today's climate. Sadly, not in today's climate. I think that we have social media, egoism, uh, narcissism, um, the level of narcissism, of course, not the whole professional, I guess, diagnoses of it. But all of that put together has created this environment to where it's unsafe for a man to approach a woman, right? Um you know, yes, it's 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 unsafe for women to be approached by men. Of course, um, I'm not saying that they they like women don't have anything to worry about. Are there gym creeps out there? I'm pretty sure there are. Yeah, absolutely. There's creeps everywhere in gyms, in churches, in schools, in bars, in in in, in convenience stores, in retail stores, outside of stores. Parking lots and things, restaurants, fast food places, 
the classiest place you can think of. Still got creeps in it. It's creeps everywhere. So that's not to say that these women don't have any valid reasons to feel like a man is a creep, right? But to assume that's every man is not right. Also, when you look at these videos, a lot of these dudes just glanced. A lot of these dudes was just actually being helpful when she said no. A lot of these videos, you don't ever see a man try to persist, be persistent, and be like, but let me help you. Let me help you with that set. Let me, let me, no. It's, the woman says no, I got it. The man says, okay, walks away. That's not being creepy to me. That's not creepy at all. But it's how dare he try to insinuate that I can't do this on my own. How dare he try to, because he saw your ass struggling. And it it was a pretend struggle too, because a lot of these women will pretend like they're struggling just so they can get the guy that's nearby that's like, sis, you all right? Girl, you all right? Oh, you're a creep. How are you? Men, we got to be smarter at reading women, dog. We really do, because... A lot of these women are terrible actors, of course, because they're not real actresses, but they're really terrible actors. How do you not see a woman act that way with her camera out and think that she is really struggling? Like, if I were to see this, and I'm thankful that none of the fine women are just people in general I've ever seen. Like, I've seen people take out their phones at my gym, and I avoid them, but when I would see them at a distance, right? They're taking a selfie. And you can see that because you could look into their camera and you can see that their camera is facing them. Their front-facing camera on their phone is facing them. They're taking a selfie. But that's... I've seen people at my gym do that maybe like two, three times. If it happens more often, guess why I don't notice it? Because I'm not fucking looking. I'm focusing on my workout. I don't work out on the weekends, but... Um, tomorrow I'll go back Monday, right? The, the, the time you listen to, you might be listening to this episode and I might be at the gym, right? I work legs on Monday. That's what I'm going to be focusing on. Just my legs. Working out my legs, right? Now, if I see a nice pair of legs other than myself, ooh, <laughs> but no, if I see a nice pair of legs walk by, whatever the case is, if I give it a glance, I give it a glance, but that's that, that's it. I'm not going to use my nice pair of legs to approach those nice pair of legs to be like, let's leg lock together, girl. Ooh, no, <laughs> it ain't it. Nah, you know, it's 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 just going to be what it is. You know, thankfully, I've never seen no crap like this, though, for real. Like the stuff that you see on TikTok. I ain't never seen it happen at my gym. I've been to two different gyms in my lifetime. The Planet Fitness that, you know, I'm I mean, I. I'm a Planet Fitness, you know, customer or whatever. So, yeah, I go to Planet Fitness gyms. But prior to that, I went to the neighborhood gym um, in my neighborhood. That place is absolutely trash now. Sucks. But prior to them, and they were never really that good, but at least it was free. Free as in they, they, they factor in your membership in the rent. That's why it's so goddamn on high. But... Then let's it was quote unquote free, so I went there, and I never ran into it. I, I, yeah. And this is not this is I've been at the while well, I was using that gym. Uh, 
for quite some time now. I was a member at that gym, or at least going to that gym, the gym in my neighborhood, longer than I've been a member of Planet Fitness. I've only been a member of Planet Fitness, actually. Uh, it hasn't even been a full year yet, to be honest with you. It hasn't even been a full year. I went last, I started my membership with them last June, June of 2022. So in a couple months, it'll be a full year, but My, my point is, I have, zero, I have zero experience with stuff like that. I can only base my opinion, and I'm only basing my opinion on what I've seen on TikTok and just the internet in general. I personally, if, I, if someone tried to make me into a gym creep, and I got put on... if I if, well, I'm going to give you two scenarios, right? If I noticed it, I would act a fool. Oh, yeah, I would be all up in that camera and be like, yo, this is what she's trying to do. But this is what this is. This is my true intent over here. And I'll just put her on blast on camera. And if she uploads it, because she'll get blasted. It's going to be common. It'll give me a platform, too, because it'll just be like, look at this man spitting common sense. And then that dude who who responds to all the gym, uh, you know, gym intimidation type videos or whatever he's just gonna give me props cool guy so of course i'm gonna (laughs) appreciate the props from him and it's gonna make me look good that's if i notice it if i didn't notice it but then it went viral and then my face is all over i would still acknowledge it on the internet i would be like okay this happened to me but guess what this is you don't see me doing x y and z because that's not my intention and I would put that woman on blast once again. And then I'll just let people know, hey, thanks for checking me out. Since y'all know who the fuck I am, check out my podcast, Ernest Thoughts Podcast. By the way, I got another podcast called the My Two Cents Podcast. And also, I'm an author. Check out my book, Late Nights on Broadway, and my first book, Relationship Advice from a Nobody. And I'm working on more stuff as well. I got screenplays and the works and all that other good stuff. Check out my clothing brand, Bad for Business Clothing. I'm not just a gym creep. I'm a designer as well, or just author and it's, I, I overall creative. Go check out all this other stuff that I actually do. That makes me money that I actually do. Not being a gym creep and stuff. And oh yeah, catch me at your local Planet Fitness gym. Just get my workout on, you know? <laughs> That's how I'd play it out. You know, ain't no way you're going to try to shame me for being me. Now, am I going to approach these women? Absolutely not. But if there was a woman around my vicinity, and I think people get the oral that let's not try it with him. I feel like, and I'm going to say this and end off the episode, but I feel like if there were people at my gym who tried that, they wouldn't try it with me. They'd probably try it with somebody else, but they know... He's not going to fall for it, and he's definitely not the one. Because he he looks like somebody that will snatch this phone from me and smash it across my face or just smash it in general, and I don't want to do that. And I don't want him to do that, right? So let me not even try with him. In that sense, the whole um, black men terror scare or whatever uh, that I give people, I guess that's a blessing. But to the black men who get tried this way and just other men who get tried that way, they pretty much call you a soy boy, a beta boy. They pretty much say you a punk biatch and they don't really care about exposing you because you ain't going to do shit. 
I'm kind of joking when I say that, but you know, in all seriousness, fellas, work on you. Give the ladies what they want. If they say they want to be left alone, let's leave them alone. Let's see how 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 um, they survive with being left alone, with not being approached, with not being looked at, or at least not being glanced at for a long time, right? Let's see them struggle. Let's see them do it. If women don't want, if it's sad that you got to do this with certain women, but you got to do this with certain women. Women, you have to treat them like children. You have to treat them like children. You have to let them bump their fucking heads a million times for them to realize I should not be doing that. Because every time I do that, I bump my head and it hurts. And that's how you got to be with the modern day women, at least in the Western world. I can't speak to other places or whatever, but that's how you got to have to be with them. You got to let them bump their heads. Once they realize I should not be doing this thing, that's when they learn their lesson. And that's when you see them fix up. I was watching a video a couple months ago um, about a woman who was this black woman. Um, forget her name. Gorgeous woman, by the way. But she was filed for it in the first place. She was on the whole toxic masculinity thing, right? She was she was talking about how, oh, all masculinity is toxic, blah, 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 this, and the third. She was on that wave. She makes a video months ago, right? Um pretty much retracting her statements on that. Why? Because she ended up dating men. I don't believe, I don't know if she was in a relationship or she was, you know, just dating around, but she ended up being involved with a man who was not quote unquote toxic, masculine or masculine at all. And she realized how much she missed that masculinity and how it was her fault as to why she not only was attracting men who did not have the quote masculine traits that she wanted but also that men who did exude that were not approaching her because she made it clear that's not what she wanted even though that's really what she wanted. Like I was saying before, if they want to play these head games of, I don't want this, but I really do want this, but I'm going to say I don't want this, give them what they want. They say they don't want toxic man. They don't want masculine. Well, no woman wants a toxic man. Don't be toxic. But if they're saying they don't want a masculine man, that does not mean don't be masculine. It just means don't be the masculine man for her. Don't get involved with her. She don't want you. She says she don't want you. Move the hell on. But this woman, like I said, she she goes, she makes a video, and then now she's like, okay, I regret that, and I think, and I'm telling women that we should stop calling everything a man does toxic masculinity. Because now we're, we're left with these men who are afraid to even smash a bug or afraid to even speak their mind. I think a lot of what she or take take take, take charge in things. A lot of her the things that she was missing when she was dealing with this non-masculine man or non-masculine men 
in her eyes, of course, was that a lot of these men did not make, they weren't decision makers. They did not take charge in anything because they, again, they didn't want to, it wasn't a whole, they didn't want to seem toxic masculine, right? And they didn't didn't want to feel like they was controlling her or taking charge, right? They were also just 100% based on emotions and not necessarily logic or just action-oriented men as well. And again, she had to bump her head and deal with a man or men who were like that for her to realize what she was saying was was just utterly ridiculous. What she was doing, being a part of the whole all masculinity is toxic masculinity movement, was she was bumping her head. And then she realized, I need to stop doing this. Because it's not yielding the results that I really want. And I don't really like the the uh, the other side of this thing, right? So it's a shame that that's how we got to move with women nowadays. And we got to allow them to do that. Like I said, we got to treat them such as just ignorant children. You can tell them no all they want. You can tell them why they should stop doing something or why they shouldn't do something. But until they bump their head, whether that be one time or enough time for them to figure out, listen, I got to stop doing this because I don't like bumping my head and that really hurts and I really look dumb. Until they do that, shit ain't going to change. That's just my thoughts on the situation. That'll be the end of this episode. Thanks for listening if you've listened to this episode. Hopefully you listen to the whole thing. But if you listen to just one specific part, that's what the time stamps are for. And I still appreciate your listen. Share this episode. If, well, not even if. Just share the episode. Share the podcast out. And if, here's the if, if you're not subscribed, Subscribe to the Earnest Thoughts Podcast so you never miss an episode of the Earnest Thoughts Podcast. Other ways you can support as well is giving this podcast a rating. You give this podcast a rating wherever you can rate this podcast. That would greatly be appreciative. It helps spread the word of the podcast. It helps promote the podcast. That's the same as spreading the word. (laughs) But it helps grow the podcast. Um, and it's just great. (laughs) It's great. Um, and you can hit the links in the description box below. Get your official earnest thoughts podcast merch in the description box below. As you can see, there are extra links down there. If you've been paying attention, there's extra links down there. As far as merch, go check it out. Go down there, get yourself some merch. Check out the other links as well for my YouTube channel, my personal blog, and once I get these books re-released, yeah, the book links will be down there. But check out the other links, too. Um, and if you want to support financially, there will be a link down there as well. That's auto-posted there. But also, you can check out the PayPal Cash App and Venmo. These names will be down there as well. If you want to support financially but via cryptocurrency bitcoin whatever the case is 
feel free to message me. You can message me on Instagram or Twitter. That will be in the description box below as well. Go there and just shoot me a message saying, hey, I want to donate, but I don't want to do it via PayPal or Cash App. I want to give you Bitcoin or whatever crypto. I will gladly accept crypto payments, <laughs> Bitcoin slash crypto payments. Got to separate the two because people get upset nowadays when you lump them all together. You know, I will gladly accept both and I will give you my wallet address. I don't want to leave any any of them in a link in the description box below. But nonetheless, I will give you a wallet address if you do shoot me a message saying you want to do so. And uh, yeah, there's that aspect of it right there. Simple share though, a simple like, a simple rating, sharing, and all that other stuff. And you're listening, of course. These are ways to support the podcast. Now, greatly appreciate it. Until, until next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black. Stay beautiful. Black lives matter. LGBTQIA plus lives matter. Black trans women matter. Black trans men matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. And I'm out. Peace. Thank you.